Okay, let's begin. Matois Masay. All right, quick summary of the parasha. So, Matis begins with the parasha of Nadarim, the ability of the father to be mefer, to absolve the Nadarim of his daughter, and the ability of the husband to absolve the Nadarim of his wife, if there's something that's applicable to their marriage. Then, Akash Barkut is Mitzavah to set up the Nikama against Midian. He selects a thousand people per shavit, a total of 12,000, and Bilam gets killed amongst them. When they come back, they come back with the women. Moshe Rabbeinu gets upset. What are you doing with the women? They were the ones that caused the whole kill go in the first place. So they kill them all out and only leave over the girls that are less than three years old. Mind you, there were a lot of them. Then comes the sugi of Tumah, Tumah's mace. Moshe Rabbeinu says, we have a king tummy. Tum all these car- the corpses. So they got to do the paraduma. And we'll talk a little bit about the Mitzvah Shem. And then Pinchas comes along and he instructs Klai, he told them about the Mitzvah of Heksher Kalim and Tefilas Kalim, and Moshe Rabbeinu had forgotten about it through his anger, so it was a schus that Pinchas got to teach Klai all about it. Okay, and then we go into the taxes that Klai Yisrael had, and the, the loot was split between the people that actually served in the army and half of the people that stayed behind, and the people that served in the army had a tax of one five hundredth. This week's an accountant's dream. And the other, and the, the people at home had a one fiftieth of a tax that they had to give. Um, then the Sorry, Elif and the Sorry Mayors come forward and they say that they want to bring a carbon to Baruch Hu for perhaps having hear her when they were taking all the jewelry off the women. Then comes the Bnei God and Bnei Ruven. They come to Moshe Amen and they say, Moshe, we have so much cattle. We need all this grazed land, all this greenery over here. Let us stay over here. Moshe Amen, at first, is suspicious of them. They're trying to you know, sneak away and stay out of Eretz Yisrael. They're going to scare the rest of Klai Yisrael. And they then make an offer. You know what? We'll go in and fight on behalf of Klai Yisrael, the front lines. You know, and then we'll come back and take the land. Which introduces the whole sugya of Tanoim. This is where we have Tanai in the Torah. You learned a little bit about it, I think. No? Yamin? Tanai, Lamafreya, works Lamafreya. That's here in this week's Barsha. Tanai, Gibbonai, Gobbonai, Ruvain. And then we go through the different cities that Taka they captured, and that's the end of Parshas Matos. Then we go into Parshas Mase, which goes through the 42 different Masois that they, that they went through in the Midbar and some notable events that took place in some of them. And HaKadosh Baruch gives the mitzvah that we go into Eretz Yisrael, Yarjanit, kick out all the rats, get rid of them. Because if you don't, what I originally planned to do to them, which was to get rid of them, I'm going to do to you. So I'm going to do you got to get rid of them because they're going to have a bad ashba on Klai Yisrael. Then we go through the Gavul and the borders of Eretz Yisrael, and then we list the Nesim that are going to actually perform the Kenyan of the Eretz Yisrael on behalf of their Shvatim. We speak about the Ari Levim, which would be also the Ari Miklat for the Reitzchim, and a whole bunch of Allah is about the Reitzchim B'Shoigeg, and the fact that we're not allowed to take any atonement money for somebody that did uh, kill either B'Shoigeg or B'Mezid. And then we go into the B'nai Menashe, who come forward about the B'nai Slavka, that some of their Nachlas are going to end up going to their husbands. So HaKash Baruch says they should marry within the Shevet, they marry their cousins, and Chazak, Chazak, and Chazak. Okay, so I always say the first thing you have to know about Nadarim is don't make them. First, Halak and Hilchas Nadarim and Shulchan Aruch is don't make Nadarim. It's a very dangerous thing. 
Nadarim is something very strange. There are Saidais, Niflayim, Kabbalistic, metaphysical stuff that take place with Nadarim. When you learn Misak Nadarim, you hear the word Yarshiv, a nether. You could inherit a nether. You could own a nether. The Gemara has a half a minute that the fact that a father has has possession over the nether of his daughter, that shows that a father also has possession over his daughter's income. We look at a nether as this physical, monetary, financial entity that could be transferred, inherited, broken in half. It's weird. And this just teaches a tremendous lesson that what comes out of our mouth is not like what scientists just say is hot ear. What comes out of our mouth, especially when it's done with piv by shavin, when our heart's intent is proper with our words, when we say words with heart, it's creative. Those words continue to exist. The Zayar says that a word does not come out of your mouth that does not act like an arrow shooting up through the heavens, and it arouses up in the heavens words, and it creates this whole massive chain reaction up in the heavens. Either for good, or for bad. I've said in the past an unbelievable story, which I'm not going to go through the whole story about it, but an unbelievable story once with an autistic child who, uh, this one's a short one, so I'll say it, who was sitting around when his older brother was learning Mishnayis, and he was trying to do the Mishnayis, and the kid was disturbing him, so the mother kept on pulling him out, pulling him out, and he's fighting, he throws a whole tantrum, he doesn't want to leave the room. He was a nonverbal child, and they used the computer, there's a computer method to communicate with them, and he is this kid who was never educated a day in yeshiva in his life. Why did you throw a tantrum when your mother tried taking you out of the room and you, when your brother was trying to do his Mishnah's homework? And he responded with zero Torah education whatsoever. There were so many malachim in the room being created from his words. And you wanted to take me out of the room? We can't imagine how creative our words are. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean anything. And there was a story of somebody that saw them. That's another story which we're not going to go into. But uh, we, I say that story called the sparks of prayer of some uh, balas truva lady who davened on behalf of a guy once. And the guy had a near-death experience. And she saw sparks in the shapes of letters that she couldn't identify. She didn't know Hebrew. Sparks in the shapes of letters that enveloped her body and brought her back down into her body and brought her back to life. Whole long story, but not for now. So... We, our words, when they're done with proper intent, are massively creative and powerful. That's the power of the Dorim. And to, to bring this out a little bit, when do we do Hattar's uh, the Dorim? Lelium Kippur. The night of Yom Kippur. You know, the most solemn, serious night that any Reformed Jew comes to Shul for. What do we do? What's the big prayer? The grand opening of the Kippur? Kol Nidre. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about absolving vows because the, the, the sin, for some reason, again, this is holy Saidis of Kabbalah that the Ramban says something about the Keser HaMelech and the Chaye HaMelech. Something that Kisei are covered up. See, it's like weird stuff. But it's very, very powerful stuff. Okay. The Maimor Ikrim says that the reason why we do our turns the door in Kippur is to drive home a very important message and that is just like you could uproot a nether. How? You go to a kakom, you go to three people and you say, I regret making it. It was a mistake. It was not with my full faculties. It was stupid of me. 
and it's gone. Lima Freya. Retroactively. It's like you never made the nether. That's the power of tshuva. When you truly regret it and you recognize that you were stupid for doing something and foolish, if you truly regret it and look at it like a mistake, it's gone. So we take a lesson from the darim, but again, it's not just about, ah, no, I apologize, it's gone. You have to first understand the power and how far the darim go, that they go all the way up to the Kizyak Kavayin and his Layim Kippur and his, whoa! But it's removable. With regret, it's the same thing with sins. It's not like a sin is nothing. Don't treat your word as mundane. Also, don't treat your sin as mundane. I always say, but it was my mistake. I didn't mean to do Chil Shabbos. That's like pressing the wrong button, blowing up China and saying, oops, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. A sin is destructive. It's powerful, whether you did it on purpose or not. It's just that the punishment is a little lighter. So that's the lesson that we learned from Nadarim and Ataras Nadarim on Leliam Kippur. Okay, right away, the first Pasik. Beautiful Rebbe Just by the way, the title of this Pasik is a little bit strange how to title the Pasik. Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the leaders of the tribes, Livne Yisrael. How do you title Livne? Regarding for them to give over. Not so clear, just a simple reading of this Pasik. But Rosh Hashanah Levene Yisrael and Chazal Dasha from here that a Rosh Mata, someone that's a Nasi be Yisrael, a tremendous Mumcha could be Matir a Neder alone. He doesn't even need a bezin of three. But the Kedushas Levi Levi Yisrael has a very nice little drush. He says, the leaders that are Mata. The word Mata means to sway, like Achre Rabin Lahatois to bend to sway to the majority. This refers to the leaders of Klaisrael who know how to sway Hashem's Midas Hadin and to shift the dial over to Midas HaRachemim. Why are they capable of doing it? Because These are people that never break your words. Like the Archa Sadikim says, if you want your words to be true, you want Vesigzar Oimer Valiyakim when you say something that's going to happen, if you're absolutely 100% careful to always be truthful with your words, Hashem won't let your words end up being a lie. Not only that, the Tzaddikim says even your dreams will be true. If you're, the, if you're such a truthful person that you don't even create fictions in your mind, you just stick to absolute truth, God won't even put fake stuff in your brain at night when you're sleeping. So if you want your words to be powerful, the six you know, my eyes, the, the, the Rebbe says, and the Ebrista does, the power in that is don't ruin your own words. The Ramban says, what chat? The Gemara says that the dinner of Hataras the door that you go to Chokom is kaharorim tluyim It's like something that's hanging on here or even avir. It's not clear in the Pesukim where it says anything about going to a three Chachamim and being matir nether. Where does it say it? Don't make your words mundane. But someone else could make them mundane. That's the drasha. Wow! Pretty weak drasha. Again, this has to do with the Sayyid of Nadarim. That is such a massively strong, powerful thing. The Torah didn't write it straight up. That you could just go to three chacham and be matirit. That's part of this message of This wasn't Lamar Levnei Yisrael for everything to be explained. Don't go around telling everybody that's so easy to be matter nether. It is. 
But that's not something that you advertise. If somebody comes to you full of regret, you're mad to him. But you don't go around advertising it because the people won't take it seriously. And that's the Avera. The Avera is, and, and it's like that with Averas too, with sins. Telling everybody, Tshuva's so easy. That doesn't mean that Avera was nothing. <laughs> and Avera is horrific, terrible, awful, powerful. It's nuclear waste. It's, 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 uh... But Tshuva cannot do it. And it's the same thing with a nether. But if you're going to go around town telling everybody, hey, you can always do tshuva, always do tshuva, you can have tons of people sinning, amanas lashiv b'tshuva. You can have tons of people just throwing around the dorm left and right. So that's why it's somewhat hidden from the psukim. And the Ramban says a beautiful vart. He says, when the Torah says, layachal dvarim, we could go to three chachamim, he says, the vart is, by going to three chachamim, you're not treating your words as mundane. Like, like if you have to go through a legal process, to get rid of an adder, that in itself shows that your words are serious. It's not just a little thing. <laughs> you got to go through a legal process. And therefore, it's not called making your words chulen. Okay, let's go with Savaita. My Rabbeinu says, let's go to Pasuk Beis and Pasuk Gimel. Uh, the next parak. Parak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Beis. So the Abraham tells My Rabbeinu, Nikarim Nikmaz Yisrael. Avenge Klau Yisrael and take care of the Midyanim. When Moshe Rabbeinu tells this to the Yidden, he says, go ahead, put together an army, Now this happens, Rufus. This happened by the Nechashim and Klai Yisrael said Lashnara on Hashem. Hashem said, they said Lashnara about you, they complained about you. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, they're saying, they're saying bad about Hashem. And this happens, we call Pesach, Pesach, because Hashem skipped over the houses. Hashem calls it Chagamatzis, give us credit for just walking out with crackers. So we do that. You know, we stick up for God, He sticks up for us in some way. There's a beautiful word over here that uh, I think it was from the Chida that he says that Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Yenison Ibishitz, he says that Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned. Vibalt Hashem says, do not come on Midian, and then you're going to die. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu was his reason, Rashi says, look at the greatness of our leaders of Klaiso. He knew his life depends on this, and he ran right ahead to do it. Hashem didn't give him a time when to do it. Hashem gave me a mitzvah, I'm doing it right away. Unbelievable. But Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned that if he tells Klaiso, take your vengeance against Midian, and they know his life depends on it, they'll say, we're Michael on our, on our covet. We're Michael. On, on, what, on what they did to us. Why are they going to say that? To delay Moshe Rabbeinu's death. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, No, 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 you got to do this for the Rebbeinah Shalaylam. Mainly got to go right away. So Moshe Rabbeinu even like tricked them a bit into hurrying through the process, even though his life was dependent on it. So that's Nikmas Yisrael and Nikmas Hashem. Another thing it says over here is that Ibrish's mitzvah was, uh, sorry, gather together uh, an arm, let's al Midian. Let them be upon Midian. Zion, when they actually carried it through, it's similar. It says, al Midian. They created the order of war, they created their battalions on Midian. And they killed everybody. It doesn't say they fought a war. Just like they set up the army and they killed all the men. 
I don't remember who I saw this from. It could be was the Mar Shemesh. Not 100 percent sure who I saw this. I saw this last year. I tried finding it. But he says that this was Nikmas Hashem. This was Kulkule Nase, like the Ramban points out a whole bunch of times in Parsha. Only the most chosen choice people of Kaiser was chosen for this war. One thousand per shavit, a tiny amount of people, because it had to be totally Lashem Shemayim, totally Nikmas Hashem, not for Loy at all. Very Halig people who are going to take the women and take the jewelry off of the women without being chayte by looking at them. You're talking about the holiest of the holiest people. All they had to do was stand in front of the legions of the people of Midian. And Pinchas went with his tzitz and the aroin and blew the shayfaras, the chatzoytzois, and boom, dead. They didn't have to fight. This was Hashem's fight. This was Nikmas Hashem. <laughs> they just stood there, they set up the soldiers, maybe a capital to Elim, and gone. al Midian. They will be upon Midian. They're going to be shailed on them. Legamri, they won't even have to lift a finger. But there were some people they had to lift a finger for. And that's the next Basak. As Malchei Midian, But the kings of Midian, they talk out to kill upon the corpses. As Avi Rechem. And it doesn't say how they killed the Malchei Midian, but it says clearly with with Bilam, Membar, Hargubacharev. And Bilam, they killed by the sword. So there's a lot going on over here. First of all, Rashi says, Becharev. They took the omnis, they exchanged each other's craftsmanship. So really the way we should fight is the way we did the original part of the war. Kill out the entire medium just by saying a few words. Hashem, do it. Boom. God. That's the way we should do war. You sit in Kailal and boom. That's the way to do it. We shouldn't have to lift a finger. Oh, but for Bilam, they lifted a finger. Why is Grashi? They came to Bilam and they said, you are a grandson of Esau. You should have used your knife. You should have used your sword and your dagger. And what did you use against us? Your mouth. Oh, you took our craft. You took the mouth. We're going to take your sword and we're going to give you the sword. Now there's a message that says that Pinchas tried killing him and nothing worked. Besides the fact, Rashi brings down and the message is Meirich on this. Bilam went to Kishaf the flying in the air together with all the kings. Okay? And Pinchas flies up with them. Frag the Marvishavish. Why Pinchas have to fly up with him? I mean, he took out the tits. According to one Medrash, Bilam came flying down onto Pinchas' knife. Another Pinchas is Pinchas went flying after him. And then Pinchas went and threw the knife at him and killed him. First of all, the knife was a very strange knife. It says any man that they tried killing him, his kishif was powerful and they couldn't kill him. But with this knife was a shtay piyais biyadan. It was a double-sided sword that had snakes and had serpents. I don't know, on the handle. I don't know, two forms of serpents on both sides of it. And that killed him. Plus, he had to fly up there. Pinchas was a kayan. If he kills him when he's up there, he might be oil. If Pinchas is on top of him, Pinchas will be an oil. So Pinchas wanted to go side by side, kill him, kill him horizontally by throwing the sword. No to Masayel. What does it mean? Al Khalalayam? I saw one shot that the kings fell down. They didn't die. But they laid amongst the corpse. They played dead. So they had to go amongst them and kill them. Al Khalalayam. Okay, what's this thing with Pekharev? A few weeks ago, we said that when Bilam was going to the Yidden, there was a whole thing with the Cherev also. Yenis and Ibishis has this whole shtickle Torah that the Malach was holding the Chabish of the other. Why was the Malach holding it? Why wasn't Bilam holding it? So he says that the whole Kayach of Kishiv comes from the Cherev Hamisapechas by Ganeda when Adam Rizu was kicked out. The Kayach Satumah comes from that Cherev Hamisapechas. That's where it comes from. And over here, he was killed Davka also with this Cherev 
in some way that was mishapeches. It was a double-sided sword with the two serpents. Vasap is the serpents. The Medra says, because he said to Lavan, says, listen to this, the Zoyak says, Lavan, not Lavan, uh, Bilam, who was Lavan, but Bilam is flying up in the air, and, and Salim Bilam is full of tshuva. He becomes about tshuva. Zayzak and Zayar. Bilam became about tshuva. At the last moment, he's up there in the air. You face death. <laughs> He starts crying to Pinchas. I'll be a good boy. I'll never do anything wrong again. And he's crying. And Pinchas didn't know what to do. Should he kill him or not? It says he brought him down and he heard Moshe Rabbeinu on the Sanhedrin Paskin. He's Chayiv Dalit Mises Bezdin. And they went and I don't know how they performed all Dalit Mises on him. But Dalit Mises Bezdin and he killed him with a sword and he fell down to the ski like He did the Dalit Mises Bezdin. I want to say a beautiful pshat. What? I got on the way down, <laughs> in timber. I want to thank him. He called him. He said, Love and Arami. He says, Love and try tricking, and you try tricking. Maybe that's the word of the Nakash. The Nakash was Arum. It was Even your brachas, we know, turned into Klalas eventually. You are so two faced. I have to kill you with a Nakash, which is known for its tongue. Two faced Nakash, because not Two faced Nakash. That's how I'm going to have to kill you. There was one more good I wanted to say on this. Oh, and that's Pshat. While they were flying up in the air to kill him, the Derech Neis, Bezin Shomayla works with Tshuva. Pinchas was confused. I can't kill him, the Derech Neis. But once he came and Moshe Benu Paskin on him, Dalami says, Bezdin, by Bezdin there's no Tshuva. Tshuva, ain't Tshuva. Hey, you leave that for God. Once Moshe Paskins, then he went ahead and he talked and killed him with that sword. Okay. Vayimasru. I went a little too far already. Okay. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu had to force the Yidden. Going back a drop. Sorry. Pause again. Vayimasru. First of all, why did they take a thousand per matter? I saw one shot because Shimon, it's a question if all the matters went. It's 12,000, 13 Shvatim. Who didn't go? Some say Menashe and Fahim counted as one. Some say Levi didn't go. But Shimon for sure had to go because they were the main sinners with this whole Misa. They had to do in the Kama big time. Shimon had to go, but Shimon only had 23,000 people left. There's a Medrash that says that the Ebersher only rests his Shechina on a group of 22,000. If you're going to take more than 1,000 per Shevet, Shimon's going to go down. The Shechina's not going to rest in Shevet Shimon. So we limited it exactly to 1,000 and not one person more. 1,000 per Shevet. That's what it says. It says, Moshe Benu had to force the Yidin. Says Rashi, look, Kamachavivin, the leaders of Klai Yisrael, are upon the Yidin. A moment before Moshe Rabbeinu said, Klai Yisrael is going to eat the Adus Kaluni, they're going to stone me. And now, and now when they knew that Moshe Rabbeinu's life depends on the Mulchama, they said, we're not going to Mulchama, you want Moshe to live. A moment before they wanted him dead. And now look, when it was in their hands to kill him supernaturally by going out to the Mechama, Moshe's going to die right after. They didn't want to go. Moshe had to force them to go. Look out, beloved and chest, guys, I'll have a kasha. Why is the first part of Rashi part of the love? So Rashi, a moment ago, they wanted to kill him. They were going to stone Moshe. And now they didn't want to go to the war because they didn't want Moshe dead. Not wanting to go to the war because they don't want Moshe dead. That's their love. The fact that last Moshe they wanted to kill him is not part of love. This is, I think, a very important point to bring out any time there's conflict between people. When something really hurts from somebody else, you have to realize it also is because of the chavivas. It's because that person means so much to you 
that when something goes wrong, it kills. It's important to say that to kids when sometimes they experience shalom bias issues in the house and they hear Tati and Mami sometimes arguing not so nicely. It's important to say that to friends in a classroom as well that when something really hurts, <laughs> you want to kill the guy. Chances are you're in love. <laughs> and Mamela, when there's a little deficiency, when something goes wrong, when something goes misconstrued, you know, a lack of communication, you want to kill the guy because it means so much to you, that relationship. It's a sign of love too. Okay, weiter. So, Patrick, you get They finished the war, and I would have made a whole ticket tape parade, you know, as a Super Bowl parade over here. Patrick, you says, They go out to greet them. No parade, no congratulations. Rashi says that Moshe went out because the youngsters of Klaiso were coming to take the loot of war. They were coming to take it. Which again, Ashrei Yisrael, look at the soldiers. They fought in the war. They took They didn't have instructions what to do with the money. Moshe didn't tell them. Like Mordechai Tzadik told them, you know, no one touched the money by Purim. No one told them. And they all came back with every single penny. But when they came back to the camp, all these young guys came running out. Ooh, money! Moshe, I mean, it came to stop them. But Lamaiz, you see, Moshe didn't congratulate them. Straight up Musr. You see the madriga that these people were on. Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled off the, and if you want to get a little idea of what they pulled off how many girls under three were there 32,000 girls I think right 32,000 girls under the age of three that means there were 64,000 probably children around the age of three that's just children every child has two parents <laughs> And probably a bunch of older siblings and Zaydas and Babas too. And only 12,000 people killed him. Okay, it was Dachneis, whatever it was. But you come back, come on, give me a hero's welcome. No, sir. When someone's on a right madrega, that's the hero's welcome. Fighter, fighter, fighter. I remember Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg's Hespit on Reb Nassim Vachvegel. And I was learning there to swell at the time. And I don't remember, it was huge Levaya. It was a usual vaya, and I just remembered that, that one word, fox, 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 fox. And then he's saying, what does fox mean? Fox means grow. He said, I'm not going to with just about one thing, and one thing only, constant demanding of himself. He wasn't saying about others. Grow, 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 grow. Wait a minute, a little celebration over here. Look what I came here. Have a time. You're not perfect. Keep on going, keep on going. You can't do that for everyone. You can't do it, but for soldiers. For soldiers, for these type of soldiers, Moshe was able to do it. So Moshe gets upset and he says, you're bringing back the women. What's Takab Shat they brought back the women? I mean, if it would have been me and you, I, w- I would assume like a little sense. The whole reason why we're making this war and killing everybody out is because of the women. <laughs> we're going to bring back the women. <laughs> these were the instigators. These were the whole... What in the world were they thinking? They were planning on killing them. But they wanted to do a tshuva shlema. To do a tshuva shlema, you need bo'isa isha, bo'isa's man, bo'isa yetzahara. You need the exact same situation. If they would have just gone into Midianon, just like they did to all the men, miraculously or not miraculously, whatever it was, this quick kill, you know, the end of the story. 
That wouldn't be Ba'oisa Yetzahara. Ba'oisa Yetzahara would be a matzav where you have a shtickle like an Eishas Yifastoya. She's your captive woman. And you have to spend a little time with her. You're traveling back to the camp with her. And she's attractive. B'chulu. And Afopikin, you don't even lift your eyes to her. You don't even touch her. Etc., etc. That's going to be the Tshuva Shlema. Now, Lamaisa, we don't say this. If I eat Tzavmaisha. We don't say purposefully put yourself in a situation to, to be in the same Yitzhahara and everything. If that situation presents itself, then you know you did a Tshuva Shlema. But the process is not to put yourself back into the Nisayin. That's the wrong thing. We don't do that. You weren't supposed to do that. So Avada, their intent was 100% pure and full of Kedusha for Tshuva Shlema. But so you say, goes and he gets upset. Okay. Um, he then tells them about Tuma. Oh, you guys are Tome. Uh, Tuma? One second. Ha'adam. We just said Tuma Soil. Pashat Chukas. Zoe's Teres Ha'adam. Only a year is Matami but Tuma Soil. Okay, so you could say they killed each other with knives. Cherev Kechalo, right? The sword that's considered the gear. It's as if you touch the corpse. And that's why they're Tome. The cash is, why didn't he speak about this? By Sichem Vaid. They just fought tons of battles. What about them? So if you're in this it's over here says a very controversial thing, and there's notes on this shtickle tari of his from today to tomorrow to work it out. Ali the Hilkasar, different shitas, Gemara, Rishayim, Akrainim. But Lamaisa, his word is a pella. He says, when do we say that a guy is metame, bemaso, bemato, when you touch them or pick them up? That's uh, if Chachi's a guy. He's an Adam. Or he's Ha-Adam. He's part of humankind. But we know from Rashi, Rashi says that it's better to take your tray for meat and give it to a dog than to give it to a guy. Because a guy that's not Makabal Shevim Mrs. Nayak is even worse than an animal. And it's not even Matame, but Mago Bamasa. So in the previous Mulkamis, and for all the men that they killed, they were all out of the Zara. But these women that they took back alive. How can you take them back alive? Hachiesa, you have to kill them out. Terror says they were all Makabal, they had a Dinger Teshav. They were all Makabal, Shem is the on their way back from war. Now Moshe Abinu says, kill them. So now they're killing people that are already being Makayim, Shem is the Now they get Tumah. Moshe Abinu had to tell them, you need the Paraduma. Okay. Weiter. So then we go into the Akshars of Kalim. Um, Rabbeinu, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says on the Pasuk of the six different types of metals, this is a Pasuk Chav Beis. Zav, Kesav, Nechayshet, Barzel, Iron, Bedil is tin, and Ifaris is lead. So six metals are listed over here in the Pasuk. There's a lot more metals that we're familiar with in the element table. It could be our metals that we're familiar with are halakhically and according to Torah really grouped into these main six categories. We don't know how these things work, like the Ami Yisaitis, you know, the four elements. By us, we have a lot more elements. It could be this four column. But anyway, these six of Yaakov Nesky has a Shaila. Um, are these six the only valid metals that are Makabal Toma? In Hilkasa and Nitfilas Kalim? How about aluminum? How about titanium? How about, I don't know, <laughs> half the other metals that are out there nowadays? Do they require Tfilas Kalim? Are they Makabal Toma? Is Hashem preparing us, like he says elsewhere? Hashem created plastics to prepare us for Yemaisa Mashiach, when we're going to have to be careful with Tumataira, and we don't know the halakhas yet, so we have plastics in the meantime? He has a whole shail about it. Or do we make like a, 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 a mamatzinu from these to those? 
He has a whole discussion about them. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. About these six medals. There is a Rabbeinu Bechai over here about these six medals. And he says that all these six types of medals, they are, uh, it's not Rabbeinu Bechai, it's Yalkut Ruveni, who brings from, I think, from the Tzioni, I remember, Kabbalah Zefer, that these six medals all have six mamunim, six angels, achveis, powers up on high. And what? <laughs> and, 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 and there's soydis and uh, holy stuff going on over here about these six medals. It's, it's not Stam that the Pasuk mentions these six medals. Okay. Pasuk Memtes, it says, They want to bring a carbon to the Rebbeinu Shalom. They're bringing all the, the jewelry that they got. Pasuk Memtes, Pasuk Nun, they want to bring a carbon Rashi says, None of us do have The Gemara has an interesting lotion. Moshe says, What happened? You guys were nichshol? <laughs> you went to do Nikmas Hashem and you were nichshol? Shalom. But in Midei Avera Yatsanu, Midei Hira Layatsanu, the Eishda says a beautiful word. What's the Lashem Midei Avera? They said, Chas Vishalom, none of us had znus with any of them. None of us touched any of them. None of us looked. There's a Targum Yonis Benazil that says that when these soldiers went into the houses and the homes of these women, and all these women were pitched up and looking beautiful, making themselves look shame, it says the soldiers, Bekavana, went in two at a time. And like we learned, they were ksherim. It shouldn't be yukut. And it says that the soldiers went and took off the jewelry while closing their eyes. They didn't look at them. Garnished. So what were they saying? He says the Das. They were saying, He says, Yidei is like a Yad Kli, or Yad Nadarim, which is the handle that leads to something else. Yidei Aveira is, when you do so, we ask Hashem davening, don't, don't, don't put me Lidei Aveira. Lidei Aveira is, don't even put me into the thing that leads to an Aveira. So they said, we didn't do an Aveira of Znus. We didn't even do the Aveira that leads to Znus. We didn't even look at the women, which leads to Znus. Or touching Chazav Shalom, which is Abizrai or Darais, which leads to Znus. But Midei hear her, Layatzano. Now hear her itself, we also didn't have but something that could bring to hearer that we were, were nichsholim. <laughs> you hear this? And on that, the Ishdas is a whole shtikl that there's a difference between machshava, like a fleeting thought, and hearer. So he says, the fleeting thought we made of that, oh, she's beautiful. That fleeting thought that we, that we had and that we want to bring a carbon for. Okay. B'nei gadu b'nei ruvein. Miklei Rav, Hoyel Vnei Ruvein, Vnei God Atsum Oid. What's Pshat that of all the Shvatim they had the most? You ready for Pshat? So I think this comes from the Chida, I don't remember. He says, Azai. Ruvein was the Bukhar. I don't know why. It says he got the Bukhar. He got Pishnaim of the Metatalim, even though he lost the Pishnaim. Of the current went to Yosef and again to Eretz Yisrael. But he says the Metatalim, I guess because they come and go, he got Pishnaim. Listen to this. Parashas by Yishlach. It says that says that Yaakov told Esav, the Eved, Umikna, have everything. The Majesty says, how did he have slaves and, and, and maids? All his work for loving was for cattle. Where did he get the people from? It says... That he was moicher as a cattle biyoiker, for very very expensive, and he was able to buy people for all his cattle. Psh, wow, how is he able to do that? <laughs> because there's a medrash that says that Yaakov Avinu's tzoyin were tremendously fruitful. They had tons and tons of offspring, and people saw that, so it was more valuable to them to get a tzoyin than an eved. 
Lel Yaakov was able to get Avadim. He didn't want to travel with so much sign, it's just extra headache. So he sold all of his, and he got, and he got Evavashivcha. No, Reuven goes and he gets Pishlayim from his father. Right? When they came down to Mitzrayim, they took the cattle with them. And Reuven's getting Pishlayim. So Reuven had tons. What about God? Why is God having so much? Not only that, it says that God was Otsumoid. Listen to this. I think the Megal Muka says that God, and we're going to see over here, God, part of these uh, mountainous regions over here, right outside it's all was Harnavoy, where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried. Moshe Rabbeinu was buried in the Chalik of God. Moshe Rabbeinu's chus gave the Klai's all the mon. God is Kizra, God. The mon is, is God. Okay, listen to this. So he says as follows. He says, God was, and he says, Ruven also, was Mechave Vesamon. They were never amongst the complainers about the man. They were mechaviv as haman. To the extent that they never wanted to eat anything else besides for the man. The rest of Klai Yisrael, they wanted basar. No, they got the slav. But sometimes you want beef. And the male of the rest of Klai Yisrael, throughout the 40 years in the Midbar, they were shechting their cattle. But when they got it, when they ruvein, they were mechaviv as haman. They didn't want to touch any other food. Melo, they didn't touch their, their, their cattle, ad kedei, who knows what. They had tons of cattle, because they never slaughtered it to eat it. On top of that, listen to this. He says, Azoy, what was the Avodah of Balpa'ar? They would be poyer, and they would go to the bathroom on it. But the mon was nivla begufam. There was no waste material to the mon. Oy, bazoy, that's why God, it says, Moshe Benu was buried right opposite Balpa'ar. Why? Because it was his chos connected the Balpa'ar. That's why it was also God connected Balpa'ar. Because since God never had waste, because he never ate anything else, he didn't do Balpa'ar. Mela, his chalik was able to be opposite Balpa'ar as well. <laughs> what? Ruben just says he was Machavev. Also, he was Machavev as someone. And Mela, he also didn't have any waste. They didn't do the Balpa'ar. Could that be one of the reasons why they wanted to stay here there? Could be. I don't remember. Could be he mentions it. I don't remember. Could be. Listen to this. Zog the Zoya. Zog the Zoya. B'nai God, B'nai Ruven, did not deserve to go into Eretz Yisrael. They weren't 100% perfectly so, 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 so pure like the rest of Klaiso. Ruven came from a mistaken Shidduch. Rachel switched with Leah. Menashe came as a petarechem of Osnas. Asnas wasn't where she, she was supposed to be at that point in time. Maybe eventually she steigt more. But Asnas, Asnas was Bas Poitifera, she was called. I'm sure after she married Yosef, she steigt. But she was Bas Poitifera. There was Epis Chaser, Mitzadiyichas and the Kedusha of Hashem. And he says, God also came from Zilpa, who was also given Epis as like a, a replacement to Leah. All three of them had Epis Pagam. And they weren't zaycha to go into Eretz proper. But Shaloyal of Vaishon, it was destined that they shouldn't go into Eretz proper. But Hashem set it up in their minds that they're going to have tons of cattle and they're going to find the land attractive and they're going to ask for their punishment, if you want to say it. And they're going to look at it as wonderful. Shaloyal of they shouldn't feel bad. They shouldn't feel guilty. They shouldn't feel ashamed. They get the patch. And they're, and they're seeing it as, as a compliment, as a gift. <laughs> as a doctor. Like, okay. You guys like this? What? I don't remember who says this. What time is it? One more minute? One more minute. 
Okay, why does it say? It says, let, we're going to build, we're going to build, uh, right? Moshe Ben accuses them. Just by the way, it's interesting, they say, Avadech, 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 I don't remember, you about Kerr, you'll know more. Moshe Ben, anybody ever came to Moshe before and referred to themselves as Avadech? I didn't see anything on it. But anyway, and they say to Moshe Ben, and they made an offer, we're going to go in first for Klaiso. But the, before they say that, they say, we're going to build Gidrois Tzayin L'Meknenu. We know the Chazal had a tain on them. That first they speak about the animals and then their children. Forget about the animals and children. First address Moshe's concern. Moshe's concern was, you're staying here? And Klaizel's going in? The first thing they say is, no, 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 we're going in. And we'll build things for Magdainu. They're not addressing Moshe's main concern, which is, are you going in or not? That should be the first thing they should say. Zokter, very good. Based on Ochil Chesnoim, there's something called an Asmachta and there's something called a Tanai. If I tell you, if it rains tomorrow, you get my house, it's nothing. That's called a gamble. There's no Dasmachna right now because I'm toila, I'm iffy on my Dasmachna, so there's no real commitment. And tomorrow, when it rains, I'm not happy to give it to you. Why should I want to give it to you? I wasn't binding in the first place. So there's no kidding, and that's why Asmachta is like Gezom and Rabbotom. And you can't do gambling. You can't make bets. That's Asmachta. Asmachta Tanai Tonight is a whole different thing. Tonight is you make a Kenyan now. You do a Maisa Kenyan now, and you use the unbelievable Chidush of Asi Dibur Mavatl Maisa. If you do it with the proper Gedarim of tonight, the Gedarim of your Dibur is breaking your Maisa. Your Maisa wasn't hanging. You did a full fledged Maisa Kenyan, and it's the power of the Dibur of a Tanai to break it. That's what they were saying. We want to make sure that this is a Kenyan now. And the Tanai of us going in is going to be after. If we don't go in, we'll lose it. But we have to do the Kenyan right now that it should be Lema Freya. Okay, we got to go.